Hey everybody, welcome to uh, this week's episode of Marking Out. Before we get into our uh, normal banter, uh, Chris, Dave, and Brandon here, uh, we just wanted to uh, send our condolences to all the victims of the Sandy Hook uh, shootings that happened last week. Um, you know, they're saying on the news this is the most devastating devastating uh, shooting ever in the history of the United States, not just because you know it was a school shooting, because it was young kids. And, you know, it definitely hits home to, you know, especially me and Dave, you know, Dave doing children's theater and everything like that. Um, if you want to talk a little bit about that, Dave. Yeah, no, I mean, after the show, we usually sign autographs. I do children's theater and after the show, we sign autographs for all the kids. And as they were coming by asking for autographs and whatnot, it really it's kind of just I, you just don't understand about how somebody could go after kids like this i mean it was the same age group as the kids that see the shows and everything and it's just very weird like i don't know it just leaves a bad feeling in you no i i totally agree and also my wife works with children who are that age so that whole day and like you know continuing on i'll just be sitting there just like what happens if that was rachel's school you know it, it's really unsettling yeah even more so it's like the holiday season which doesn't really factor into it but it does at the same time, and it's just like, who who does that? You know what the most fucked up part about it is? Like they're, you know, they're saying on the news, they're like, oh yeah, there's, you know, these kids have Christmas presents underneath the tree, and yeah, that's horrible. It, it's so it it like wraps my brain, like just racks my brain, just how fucked up this whole situation is. But we're gonna have a uh, a brief moment of silence for the victims of the Sandy Hook shooting, and then we're gonna start our podcast. Welcome back to Marking Out. This is hashtag No Twitter Dave, and you're listening to Marking Out 98. You can listen to all of our past episodes at www.markingout.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Also, go follow us on Twitter at Marking Out. Go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Out. Go buy t-shirts at markingout.com. Special thank you to Nick Matocho for making our logo. And Ring Rope Rebellion, go follow them at Ring Rope Rebel for making our theme song. And I'm here with Chris and Brandon. Chris, how are you? Good, Dave. Good, uh, good job uh, with the oh. opening, uh, opening, opening monologue there. Uh, you haven't even uh, said anything yet. Like, if you're listening to this, you've survived. Like, you've survived the apocalypse. No, Definitely. no, 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 no. 
I oh, this is put this up. I want to put this up on Friday. No, this is going up Saturday because we have a you have a regiment to do. You know, you can't get it. Maybe it's just the OCD in me because you know if people survive and they get on their phones and the satellites aren't knocked down, like Saturday, have to listen to marking out, and then they listen to our theme music. And Wait, hold great. on, I'm not done yet. Okay, Br- Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. And you can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. And you can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. And you cannot follow me because I don't have my own hash, uh, my own uh, Twitter account. But he has his own hashtag. Yeah, own hashtag. Hashtag. No Twitter Dave. But anyway, good job with the opening monologue there, Dave. Gracias. That took me five minutes to read over my script. Yep, absolutely did. We had to we had to witness it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so marking out ninety eight, the uh, post apocalyptic episode of marking out. Uh, as, I, I, as I was speaking to the guys about this before we even started off the show, like I have very high anxiety just in life in general, and this is something that I've like known about since 2007 so i've been kind of dreading this this day for the past five years or so i mean there's there's a there's a side of me that thinks that nothing's gonna happen and there's a side of me that thinks that we're all gonna be blown to smithereens are you like gonna like fuck rachel the entire day dude are you serious what do you mean i'm dead i'm dead serious because if i if i like was married or whatnot and i knew the end of days was happening i would just be having sex all day long no because i have to go to work so. Uh, but listen, it, it doesn't make sense because does the world end on twelve twenty one when the clock strikes twelve a.m. the very first twelve twenty one? Well, did you because, see that? Did you see that John Cusack movie that they made? All no, about? I didn't see it. Yeah, neither did I because I was too paranoid to watch it. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me the fucking how it worked. No, no, I didn't see it either. Apparently, because Australia, it's already there. There's still Australia. People are still speaking mate and and. Doers or whatever is that not? That's Doers not is Scotch. Scotch is, is made, Scotch is made in Scotland. Yeah, Scotland. I meant to say. What did I meant to say? I think I I, I said a tweet the other day. I, I think I'm just gonna just keep a constant drunk going because that kind of subdues my anxiety. And then when I'm not drunk, I'll just keep drinking. It's kind so of, you don't drink at work or anything. No, I don't drink at work. Of course not. No, absolutely. I am a a stand up citizen, a head waiter, and I think I have to do a lot of driving tomorrow too. So. Maybe it'll be like that scene in that movie that I saw in the commercial. Anyway, regardless of the apocalypse or anything like that, let's talk about things that are like heartening and really make you feel good about life. And that's the WWE, because this week we're just going to do an all WWE episode because it's WWE week on the USA Network and the NBC family of... uh of channels so let's even though, even though the thursday and friday we not many fans really give a shit about <laughs> yeah cm yeah. punk is hosting uh, uh the game plan by trip with with uh the rock in it like that's that- perfect setup that there has to be some sort of storyline something going on yeah there. I, I, and, I, and then thursday well i guess they already had a big show on burn notice yeah but yeah. we were recording this on Thursday, so we get the we get the podcast out of the way before the apocalypse. Anyway, let's talk about things that aren't on the NBC uh, Universal Network of Families, and that was uh, this weekend's pay per view, uh, WWE TLC in the Barclays Center. Before we get on to predictions, before we get on to the card, gentlemen, you were there. How is the Barclays Center? Like I, it's brand new. We all know this. You know, some Russian mob guy just built it in the middle of Brooklyn. And Jay Z. And Jay Z. Yeah, right. I, I actually really thought it was cool. When you first see it, you see a lot of lights and everything. Like the siding of the building looks really cool, really um, futuristic, I guess. Okay. And then um, when you're actually going to- towards the main entrance, they have an entire, uh, I guess, a, a circular area. Mm-hmm. 
that's like the roof that's kind of like they have a circular cutout or oval cutout where on the side it's a t i think it's a screen okay. like a tv screen yeah yeah they put advertisements and stuff up there I've, I've, yeah it, it looked it looks really cool as there are as many advertisements as there is in city field Oh, no. I actually don't recall seeing any advertisements. Really? I just yeah. remember outside seeing it. Oh, okay. But, but the, it, it, the building itself reminds me of something you'd see at Walt Disney World, like the uh, in, in Tomorrowland. No, where the Finding Nemo is. Where kind of reminds me of that building. Where's Finding Nemo? I think it's in Epcot. Oh, okay, maybe. that's fine. Because I was in I was in Dis- I was in Magic Kingdom. All right, when I go in a couple of weeks, I'll uh, check out Finding Nemo in Epcot. But as a whole, as a whole with the Barclays Center, there's a lot of shit that's wrong with it. And they they have they have uh, what is it, twenty four ounce beers for nine fifty, which I thought was a good deal. Yeah, especially for a, a stadium like that. They tried to walk off without paying. I, I yeah, I, I was talking to the woman and I walk, started walking off. I was just like she, and then she called me. She goes, called uh, me. I was, you go without paying. I, I forgot all about it. It was Dave Hammered. No, oh, and then he went and spilled his fucking beer on me and blamed you, it on me because I bumped into him. Yeah, if that's because... holding the beer, shouldn't he be watching out for people? Listen, Dave, no, probably, Dave, had, Dave had three Zimas. That, that's a lot for him, okay? Whoa, and, and one pink lemonade. Mike's hard lemonade, all right? Okay, all right, all right. And you had something else of Mike's no, you, that hard. A little. Um, but no, you, you stopped... Right as we were walking away from the thing, you stopped and I bumped into you. Everybody stopped. You should be more alert. If you're carrying a beer and you don't want to spill it on people and be that asshole, you got to be alert. Who said I didn't want to spill my beer on you? You weren't alert. You went and spilled your beer on me. You were like, oh, oh well, spilled my beer on you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. But, but argu- hall- arguing aside hallways- about your adventure to Brooklyn. No, the hallways are too small and the Long Island Railroad back after the event sucked. So, Did you guys hit the drunk train? No, we we missed that one. No, we didn't miss that one. We we were lucky enough that there was another well, there, one. There was no drunk train. It's Sunday. Yeah. Listen, there's always right. a drunk train. I don't know. I, I I thought that the train going back was fine. I didn't have any issues with fine. it. Fine. It was like we were in fucking Boston again, trying to catch the subway. No, 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 no. no. You kidding me? People were jam packed on that one train that we missed. All right, you guys done arguing? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get no. on. <laughs> yes. No. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Uh, okay. Well, let's get on, let's get on to the event itself. Uh, prediction wise, you guys were very close to being perfect if it wasn't for the YouTube battle royal, which you know you guys both predicted that Layla was going to win. Uh, we were all wrong on that one because Naomi had the surprising win of the Divas uh, Santa's Helper Battle Royal. Which was interesting, I guess, giving uh, you know another diva time to shine. Maybe seeing if she's ready to uh, step into that spotlight. She's more than ready to step in that spotlight. Yeah, you gonna say that really low? I didn't say that low, did I? Yeah, yeah. You're talking pretty low here now, Brandon. Am I? Am I yeah, he's sitting here like actually, be- diva's battle royal. I, I, yeah. I'm not a fan of Naomi, so Na- I don't it's Naomi. Huh? It's Naomi. Naomi, whatever. It's I moan backwards. I, I don't really care all that much. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But yeah, so Divas Battle Royale, that was won by Naomi. Uh, the card itself, you got a couple of extra matches in there. We spoke about Naomi. She did get a uh, Divas title match. Oh, before no, we yeah. go into the actual card, uh, the dark match was JTG versus David Otunga. Okay. Yeah. JTG so, came out wearing like his uh, new, uh, new uh, Brooklyn Nets gear. Okay. So he got a pretty big pop. But then... He was a face, so it was kind of weird. I 
I, I got a text message from Brandon. He's like, oh my god, he's like, what the what the butt fuck? Uh, JTG's in the dark. <laughs> You're using the word wrong. I did not say that. Oh yeah, he's like, what the fuck? JTG was in the dark match. I was like, oh my god, he's still uh, is still employed with the company. Yeah, that was so, funny. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was funny, but yeah. So yeah, JTG and uh, David Otunga in the dark match. Uh, but as I said, Naomi did get a uh, Divas title match in an extra match that was added to the card against Eve. Eve got the win. This was everybody's bathroom break, as you saw on our Twitter account at Markingham. Which is bullshit because that was a really good match. I think for for what it was with the Divas match, it mm-hmm. was like that. She Naomi, you know how Rey Mysterio does the six one nine as a fake out? Yeah. She did that, but with, like, flipping over the rope and, like, back into the ring. It was – I've never seen something like that. And if I did, I don't remember it. People have – there's been – I think Kelly Kelly's done that before, dude. No way. No way has she done Brandon that. knows every single one of Kelly Kelly's yeah, matches. Yeah, uh, excuse me. Kelly Kelly's move is this. This was her first mat- singles match since NXT. Yeah. Right. And she's been – there's – dude, you could ask people that – follow NXT and follow her in FCW or DS, not DSW, I don't know how I was going to say that, or NXT, you'll be able to see that she's she's more than ready. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's progressing, but, you know. It, no, she's more than ready. Yeah. I think that one I, of the, I, she's one of the better talents that WWE has today. Her and Natalia and I don't even know, Tamina maybe? I was going to say, I, I was thinking of Cameron and her favorite match was Alicia Fox versus uh, Melina. She really is that like up to that caliber of natty, I think. Really? I think no. so. No, Brandon. That, absolutely, absolutely. I'm calling bullshit on that. No, absolutely. Go look it up, I swear. Go look up what? Go look up her matches. All right, fine. Okay, we're, we're spending too much time on the Divas Division. Um, you start off the show with a number one contendership match, which was announced to be a tables match. Then you know they they said something briefly about it on Raw, and then it was taken back and they announced it on the uh on the event. You had as we all predicted, Road Scholars going over uh, Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara. Faceless a, mystery. Faceless mystery with a nasty, nasty bump from uh, Sin Cara to end that match. I thought both teams. I mean, I thought both competitors had to go through the table, but I guess it wasn't like a, an elimination. If you're a tag team, you're one unit, so you have to. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I don't think it was an elimination table match. Yeah, Clearly no. it wasn't. Yeah. But still, that was a, a nasty bump by Sin Cara. The match yeah. itself was actually good. I thought they Dam- actually sold – he was selling like his knee injury right after that happened. So so maybe something happened there. But we'll uh, get into Sin Cara in a little bit about his injuries. And I, I forgot. I think one of you guys tweeted – you said something. I, I told David. I, wait, wait. What are you going to say about it's? It's the same outfit that he wore the yeah. last time he got injured. David was tweeting the whole event, so I had to tell him some tweets. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, props to you guys because last week on the show you're like, "Yeah, we're not tweeting. No, not happening." So thank well, you. Yeah. No, I I usually don't like live tweeting during uh while I'm at live events, but for some reason with the WWE event, I guess it was all right. Mm-hmm. It was manageable, and the fans wanted to hear it. Definitely. Which is the most important part. All right. Uh, Antonio Cesaro, as predicted, goes over our truth with the neutralizer. Um, yeah, that's really you can say about that. You know, R-Truth. Yeah, not really, really a standout match or anything like that. It, no, was your- it seemed like because I watched it. I mean, I watched it the next day, but it seemed like Antonio Cesaro got a little bit of a pop when he came out. Yeah, he did. All right. And But did you hear Boring Chance? I did. I did hear Boring Chance. And what did I say? What did you say? I said that was going to be the one match where there was going to be boring chance. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, and we because the reason why I asked you is because I didn't hear, I didn't hear boring chance when we were there. 
Yeah, no, I I heard a couple of them that match. I'm like, you serious? But anyway, uh, you know, the United States Championship was defended. You had the Intercontinental uh, Championship defended, which both of you guys were right. Kofi Kingston retained over Wade Barrett. But it's not like it was out of nowhere, you know. Going I, from- I thought it was pre- actually pretty cool how um, he kind of rolled through the bull hammer and nailed the trouble in paradise. Yeah, so did I. I thought that was I thought that was excellent. But uh, we're also skipping the Miss TV part. Yeah, well, I was going to get to the Miz TV part in a minute. You know, I'm just kind of going through what I have right here before we got onto the big, uh, you know, three main events. But we'll talk about it now. You have Miz TV where he uh, interviewed three man bands. How did that come off on TV? I mean, come it, off being there. It came off fine. Yeah. I mean, it came off as a normal in ring segment, mm-hmm. and it, I thought it was played out fine, especially for the live audience. Yeah, so you have Miz TV and then having Alberto Del Rio come out. That was well. just the strangest thing. Ricardo ran out to to stop three man band for picking on the Spanish announced team. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. And then and then they were roughing him up, and Del Rio ran down. I was confused, but everybody in the arena popped. Yeah, yeah they, they. It's pretty funny how quickly everybody could change their opinion about a wrestler when they go for a face turn to a heel or a heel turn. But Albert- it's, if you, it's even more funny because Miz and Del Rio were just feuding. But also, Alberto Del Rio said on Twitter, like, he's not a good guy. He's still, like, a bad guy or whatever. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see that. But he could, play, he could play that Randy Orton character where he's still a bad guy, but everybody loves him. Well, I don't want to boo Del Rio or get sick of Del Rio. No, you don't. You don't. But this, this uh, then led the three-man band challenging the Miz and Del Rio and a partner of their choosing, which then turned out to be the Brooklyn Brawler. Yes, Brandon was very happy about this. Can I just say that everybody was uh, – there were rider chants? Yeah, of course there were rider chants. I don't, I don't think many people were thinking Brooklyn Brawler. No, besides you and everybody that uh, Trenton Brawler yeah. TLC. And it's funny because when, uh, when we saw that there was a Miz TV segment going to be on the pay-per-view because we saw the upside-down W mm-hmm. hanging above the ring, Yeah, I was like – Listen, we had JTG in the dark match. This has to be some sort of segment with Miz TV where Brooklyn Brawler gets introduced to this Brooklyn crowd, and I'm, I'll be happy even if I don't get to see him wrestle. He, but Brendan didn't even want me to take a picture of the set to tweet out because yeah, he didn't want to spoil it. I don't want to post spoilers to people, and it's Brandon, not Brendan. I said Brandon. Hey, it's Brendan. Okay, yeah, Brendan. Brendan. All right. But, but yeah, it was... It was nice to see everybody who tweeted that, and then everyone was tweeting to us saying, "Oh my God, you guys did it!" Yeah, yeah. Brandon had a tear, actually shed a tear after this. I know he did. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. It's okay. It but takes yeah, a lot to make the big bad cry. I'm kind of upset that he didn't come out in his ripped up Yankee shirt and he came out, yeah, out and that, uh, that was bullshit. As soon as that happened, I was like, "What? Are you fucking kidding me? He's wearing a Nets jersey? Way to kiss to the fucking crowd." Brawler. Hey, hey, it, it's immediate. Uh, you know, it's immediate pot for everybody that they uh, all go over big time. Who likes the Nets? Nobody. Besides all the fucking hipsters in fucking. Dan, apparently, Dan was a Net fan, and then he switched back to the Knicks. Oh, I thought we weren't supposed to name drop friends anymore. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's it, it's okay. No, I we, we have we have friends that were Knicks fans that are like, oh now, oh the Brooklyn, the Nets are going to Brooklyn. We're gonna have to, uh, you know. I'm going to have to be a fan of theirs, and then you switch back? What the fuck is that? Seriously. But are you serious, bro? Wait. Speaking of hipsters, though, that arena had way too many hipsters in there for a WWE event. 
And there, the, and there the, were people ironically cheering. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm cheering for everybody else. Yeah, that's not okay. If there's one, if there's one sort of um, stereotype in life that I hate the most, it's fucking hipsters. I hate them so much, and I will make fun of them until the day I die. They're all a bunch of fucking posers thinking they're all cool oh look at me i have fucking mommy and daddy's money but i'm gonna fucking dress really appropriate and have a big scruffly beard and wear some sort of homeless guy hat oh look at me i like indie music i was into this band before anybody else was i was into a fucking bunch of bands before anybody else was am i gonna like it tout it to everybody no i'm not listen oh look at me i drink pbr paps blue ribbon is shit it's the fucking shittiest beer possible listen spend some money go out and buy some real beer all right that's my hipster rant yeah, and there was a guy that looked like homeless Jesus there. So you shouldn't take a you should have taken a picture with him and then sack tapped him. I'm gonna do that. I'm not gonna fucking do that to somebody. Listen, hipsters, especially when he could be Jesus. You never know. Hipster, there, there's, there's gonna be a hipster meme this week uh, for the picture. No, of the week. no, no, no. Come on, people want me. <laughs> no, they don't want you. No, they they did. No, they don't. They all want the Brandon. The, the Brandon. All right, let's get on to the three uh, main events we had here. Uh, let's start off with the the match that was supposed to be in the main event and then uh, turned out to be the middle of the event. You had the debut, the in-ring debut of The Shield, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose going over the team of Team Hell No and Ryback. Um this in, match was sick. Yeah, this match was fucking insane. Like, if, you know, we didn't choose all the... Do you think this could have been a match of the year candidate if this was earlier no, in the year? No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't put it... That, I mean... I just think it was a fun match to watch. It was... This, this, the spills that people were taking, like, Dean Ambrose's face after he got that suplex on the on the ladder from Ryback, his face was priceless. That was awesome. It, like, honestly, I personally, I marked out during this match so many times where I would just stand up after they... There was one part where they did a um, the double suplex off the table in the corner that, where he marked out. That like, whole spot where they used that that table like in the corner was even Kane jumping off the like using it as a springboard to dive off of was awesome. What's that noise? Um, it's an airplane that's going. It's a meteor! Oh my god! Sorry, it's what's a, little- a meteor? <laughs> Nothing. But okay, so continue. <laughs> um, Wait, I don't want to. Hold set- on, hold on. I don't want to sound like an idiot. I don't know what a meteor is. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Seth, when, uh, what is it? Ryback hit the shell shock on Ambrose, and then Seth Rollins made the save at the last moment. Like, yeah. I, like there were so many moments where I freaking popped during this match. Yeah. It's when, when Seth Rollins took that spill off the top of the ladder. I, I thought that was – it was awesome, but it could have done more. I thought that maybe Ryback should have climbed up the ladder on the other side and done a move to him instead of pulling him down or come up behind him maybe do uh, – what is it? Just like a power bomb off the ladder? Yeah, uh, but I, I have to give props to Rollins because I'm pretty sure he missed where he was supposed to land. Yeah, no, I agree. So I'm glad he wasn't hurt. Yeah, that. no, so am I. He, he smacked his head right on the edge of that uh, second table. Yeah, I know. I thought he was going to be concussed. And then, did anybody else notice that the reason? Like, do you think that they're confident with Ryback, the WWE? I believe so. Yeah. Because they put him in the the triple power bomb through the table right at pretty much the beginning of the match to keep him out of the match for such a long time, so this way he could come back right at the end. And this isn't the first time we've seen this with Ryback, where during a tag team match he'll get tagged. They, he won't get tagged during the entire match. Then he'll get tagged right at the end for the finish. But you see that in any sort of like we spoke about it 
I think two weeks ago, me and Brandon spoke about that tag team match in TNA with Jeff Hardy and James Storm. James Storm wasn't brought into the match until the end. He got the hot tag, hits the last call super kick, and gets the win. You know, that's 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 some of the psychology of professional wrestling. I also, have, also keep I in back. mind keep in mind that Kane was knocked out and buried under that fucking table for yeah. the whole match. I mean, not for the whole match, but when he was speared through the table, uh, through the uh, right, what is it, the, the barricade. barricade by Roman Reigns, that was awesome. Yeah. That, just despite, okay, so now here's my big question. I've actually heard a lot of people like tweeting this and asking it on Facebook. Do you think that the Shield's in-ring debut at TLC was maybe one of the best in-ring debuts in the history of the WWE? I don't think so. I mean, I would have to go back and actually watch the match, but I don't – I mean, there wasn't really much in-ring to be debuting. Yeah, I got to I got to really go back. I mean, Christian won the what is it? The light heavyweight championship on his first match. No. Like there's so many debuts that you got to really Not necessarily that, but the severity of the win. Like you did like, you know, yes, Christian won the light heavyweight title in his first match, but they competed in a TLC match against the tag team champions and your new uber babyface in the company and went over them. That's huge. Like, well, I mean, not a other, lot. Of- to me, there's other debuts that stand out as, as like a higher significance, maybe. Like even the way Santino Morella debuted as a yeah, that was in, that was in Italy. He was in Italy, got called in from the crowd and defeated. But that's Uganda, not that's maybe? not like one of that's one of the, I I consider the Shields debut a little bit over more than that. I don't think so. I don't. Then Santino Morella really. Yeah, for the for what he was that was a really hot fucking segment. Yeah, I know Santino came in. It was live. Lot. It was live in Italy, not live in Italy, but it was in Italy. Uh, I don't. He was I, the homegrown guy, whatever. He was a plant. We yeah. All know. right. So, so agree to disagree. There. Thanks, Dave. All right. So let's. Uh, I disagree to agree. Okay. No, agree to disagree. <laughs> all right. Now, now you're confusing me. All right. Let's get on to uh, the chairs match for the world heavyweight title. As we all predicted, the Big Show going over Sheamus with the help of a huge fucking chair. Uh, did this match come off to you guys as like kind of lackluster? I mean, it not really. I mean, it it was. Brutal. I liked the match. Yeah, just so did I. The, the the whole stipulation. I thought going into a chairs match, I really thought it was a you had to enter a ten count. Apparently, it's just a pin. Yeah, or a submission. That's dumb. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, chair- they, they've always had. Didn't they used to have it answering the ten count? Like no, when they pulled down all the chairs hanging up. No, I think he got a pin on him. Yeah, he did. He pinned a, him. Yeah, he got a pin on Wade Barrett. I don't know. I, I couldn't really pay attention. The only part during the match where I really was just like, wow, was when uh, Sheamus hit the white noise um, on the big show through the chairs. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then like they how they had a few false finishes before big show got that huge chair. Yeah. No. That, that was a giant chair, fella. It was. That was pretty pretty damn big. Where do you get that? Do they make it? Did the it was like a chair that you find inside the elimination chamber. Yeah, but it didn't unfold, so I think they just kind of constructed it. Just yeah, which is also horse bull. Horse bull. They probably, they probably borrowed it from Roseanne Barr. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm Roseanne Barr. Make fun of Roseanne. She's one of the smartest comedians I ever heard. I don't know about that one. All right, well, let's continue to the main event. Uh, ladder match for the Money in the Bank contract. Uh, as we all predicted, Dolph Ziggler going over John Cena. In uh, awesome, awesome match. I, li- I like this match a lot. Um, and But it wasn't... You know, it wasn't Ziggler going completely over uh, the help of AJ. The help of Vicky Guerrero. And, well, fuck Vicky Guerrero. I did that. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. 
Yeah, you did do that. I mean, or at least he likes you to think that he didn't do it. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, the help of AJ, LJ, AJ pushing John Cena off the off the uh, the ladder and letting Dolph Ziggler reclaim his money in the bank briefcase. This, this match was actually really a really good match, especially being in the live crowd for it. Like the part where um, Cena had Ziggler, Ziggler had Cena in the sleeper hold, and Cena started climbing up the ladder. That was awesome, and I think it was during this match where. Z- uh, Cena had Ziggler in a gorilla press slam position. Yeah, on the and, ladder. Oh yeah, while Ziggler was laying on the ladder. I awful. thought that was that like the strength that John Cena uh, showed during Possesses. that. It was just awesome. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. But I, and, and storyline wise, this match could have gone a million and one ways. So and I th- I think it went in the right way, especially I, I, knowing how crazy they all think AJ is. I think it went in the in a great way too because it also leads AJ into a a new storyline. Well, not really a brand new, but a, like I don't it know. Gives, it gives her more depth and yeah. more people, yeah. more people to interact with. Absolutely. Because now she's with Ziggler, and then they got Biggie. So like it adds a lot more to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's not call him Biggie. A, a little foreshadowing here, but let's get on to Monday Night Raw for this week. Brandon. Oh, right. Sorry. Fail. Monday Night Nitro. I can't. My voice is still fucking sore from TLC. Yeah. When, you screw, when something happened, you're like, oh, holy buttfuck. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? You know you're using it wrong. I. You know what? I don't care. Legit. I'm too busy making faces at the little kid in front of us. Yeah. No. Are you kidding me? I, I heard was, that was you, Dave. No, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. We Dave, had like this. There was this. There was this. What? What? There's this little, oh my god, shut up, both of you. Dick. You know you're a dick, Dave. <laughs> no, there's a little girl wearing a John that was a huge John Cena fan sitting in front of us, just he was going back and forth. And it I was heard, it was pretty funny. Yeah, and I heard, but there I, was I, also there was a little baby there too that little baby them. was wearing a little Jamie shirt. Nice. And it so freaking cute. Uh, yeah, but Dave's I, sitting there giving him a little hand wave. Hi. Hello? 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 Hi. And I heard I didn't you, help it. The, come it, on now. It's baby just, it's a baby wearing a little Jimmy shirt. And this kid has the nerve to to grab at my knee every five minutes and touch me. He has not me. Nerve, not me. He has the nerve to stare me down in my eyes. I don't need to know who he is. I don't need for him to touch me. He doesn't even have to look at me. He could just drink his breast milk and be happy. Dare he touch me like that? Mm, breast milk. But I heard uh, I heard uh, that little kid uh, would look better with pom poms, Dave. Not the not the little baby, the the little the little girl. Yeah, she actually did she did mention that she was on cheerleading, so that's why she was cheering for John Cena. Oh, yeah. She was telling us her cheers and everything that she made up for these wrestlers. It was so funny. All right, all right. Well, regardless, that's one. Uh, let's get on to Monday Night Raw and the 2012 Slammies. Huh? Twelve Slammies. All right, we start. Uh, uh, well, we, we start the show off. Uh, let's get uh, you know actually. With a bang. Yeah, well, let's get to the bads first because there was only one bad to come from Monday Night Raw, and that was uh, Great Khali defeating David Otunga. Like, why was that match on there? Yeah, you could have put something else. On there. Co- Once again, I'm going to ask the question: Whose cock is Khali sucking to get on that show? Bill Demott. Why is he no, there? Kidding. Somebody. Maybe it's Vince McMahon. Ah. Doc Hendrix. Khali, you got the best promos. Bro, come on, get out of here. All right. You know, you know he's sucking off Dave. 
Yeah. Pat Patterson? Pat Patterson. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So, yeah, they're one bad great Kali versus David Otunga. Let's get to our middles. Uh, you had Jerry Lawler winning the Slammy for Comeback of the Year. I know Brandon was very against this one. Take it away. Yeah, I don't I don't like the fact that they did that because everything is like a kayfabe category except for this. And even people on Twitter agreed with me when I said that I don't think this should have been even nominated. Yeah, it's fucking amazing that he made a f- uh, full recovery and that he's perfectly, I don't know, perfectly fine, but he's fine now, thankfully. Yeah. I don't but, know. I, I, I feel like just because it happened on Raw and we all experienced it, I feel like it does play a factor. Okay. I don't, that should have been the Slammy Award, though, for that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. Like, this getting a Slammy Award for doing what, I don't know. But what about the presenters? The presenters were the New Age Outlaws. That was awesome. Yeah, so that was awesome. So that was a good part of it. Brandon well, liked the bad that? They were Billy Gunn was getting booed. No. Why? Yeah, he he went after he pushed Road Dog. And why do they always make Billy Gunn to look like an idiot when he goes, "I think I can handle this one," and then goes and reads it on his hand? I thought well, that was funny. That's what they always do. That's the DX like fucking around. I mean, he's done it plenty of times. That got booed. Okay. And I was very surprised. I I liked it. You know what? Brandon didn't like the whole. I I think it was I'm it was. New Age Outlaws. I'm a fan of them. I'm, I was really happy to see that they were on Raw. Yeah. Which means that we're only closer to the Royal Rumble seeing them there. So hopefully. Yeah. Now, no. Well, now Dave is right. Now you can bring the New Age Outlaws in to compete in the tag team division and give it some uh, prestige. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So yeah, that was one middle. Uh, the other middle was Kofi Kingston defeating Tensai, and you had Wade Barrett attacking afterwards. I liked the the Kofi Kingston versus Tensai match. I didn't find anything wrong with it. I didn't, you know, it was just I, like it was just another blah match. I mean, I, it was, I, I agree. I like like we mentioned on the past podcast, Tensai pretty no pretty much knows his place, and I feel as though he's all right with it. And I I feel that that they did put on a good match. I actually liked the end of it where um, Wade Barrett spun uh, Kofi Kingston right into the turnbuckle and then nailed him with the bull hammer. Yeah, no, I, I like that, that too. Was sick. Yeah, I like, and I'm I'm glad that this uh, feud is extending between Wade Barrett and Kofi Kingston because I think it has some legs and they can definitely do different things in their matches, uh, especially after that match with TLC, which was really really good so. it was really good I, I, and I and a few weeks ago i said on the show i wasn't a fan of the feud but i, I don't know if i'm still i'm a fan but now yet. it's now it's evolving matches, yeah the matches are good so yeah well you also said that after them being having one match together yeah well, it seemed like, that's what it, it seemed like it was it seemed like they were feuding forever so no they, they just started the feud like the i understand, before. I understand that, that. So. Stop yelling at me well, now now it's progressing and everything, so now you're seeing it. Now you're changing your view of it. Stop saying that. You didn't even send me chocolates this year. What the fuck are you talking about? David he sends me chocolates every year and didn't send them this year. Okay. Well, let's get on to the, the mail. Yeah, let's get on to the, uh, the goods of Monday Night Raw then while you uh, be depressed <laughs> over your chocolates. Uh, you start off the 2012 Slammies. Well, you know what? Tag Team Feuding continued on Monday Night Raw. Let's just say that because you have Rey Mysterio going over Damian Sandow. And then later that night, Cody Rhodes going over Sin Cara. So it kind of keeps this Tag Team Feud going. Which, both good matches. Yeah, both I like good. how they didn't have one tag team uh, actually win that match. How they had Rey Mysterio and Cody Rhodes win, their both, win both matches. I like how they just didn't have like Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara win. Yeah. 
Uh, I agree, I agree. But they did this with Rey Mysterio in the prime time, Rey Mysterio and Car in the primetime players when they're feuding. So you want to keep them on even, even playing ground, and I like that it keeps the tag team division on its toes, which is always very good. Uh, Talking can, about tag team divisions, I don't, I, we didn't even mention this before, but Shelton Benjamin requested his release from Ring of Honor and was granted it. It's Do you single, think that we'll see him come back at any point? To any uh, bah. Anytime soon. <laughs> speaking of bad. Speaking of bad, let's talk about ghosts. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, that, I think that's a single division, though, right now. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Shelton Benjamin doesn't have a no, tag team. Just, because like how he was, he was known for his tag team and whatnot. So that's the only reason I tried. I fit it in there. During uh, Raw or SmackDown, somebody cut a promo and they were saying how they were the gold standard. I don't remember this promo. And I was saying in my head I was going to tweet it, but I didn't. Saying well, Shelton Benjamin's the gold standard and. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Shelton Benjamin over in WWE pretty soon. Yeah, maybe or maybe not. You never know. One, one could hope for that, though. Hey, he was always a plus one for me in uh, the Money in the Bank matches. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If, if, the show back, if they bring back the uh, Money in the Bank match for WrestleMania, that'd be awesome. Spoilers, they don't. Yeah, there's a Money in the Bank pay-per-view, Dave. Sorry. Mark. <laughs> All right. So we had uh, the first award that was given out of the night was awarded to Kofi Kingston, which was good for his uh, impressive performance of not getting eliminated at the Royal Rumble. And it was presented by Booker T. And they tell me I did not just see that award, which then brought out a brief cameo of the Boogeyman making his uh, return to the uh, WWE after a very long time. And I don't know who didn't pop for that. I, I just... loved it because I, you know, when I explained it to you guys and I've explained it to people over the week, the fact that you have the boogeyman come out, Booker T being all confused, you cut the commercial, you come back and Booker T is just standing there like absolutely nothing happens. I thought it was really cool. And then I also like the fact that Brad Maddox came out too, thinking that he was going to win it and everything like that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot as well. Because he's just like, it's just like, oh, Brad Max is going to win it. But Kofi Kingston deserved it because that was impressive. It was like all those times John Morrison didn't get eliminated from the Royal Rumble because of his parkour skills. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think that there were other people <clears throat> in there maybe that, I don't know. I think. Deserved it more than Kofi Kingston. I honestly, I think Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan was like a huge shocker. Like that was like, oh my God. Like there were people around me crying. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that one because when we were at WrestleMania, we were everybody was saying this could be ma- the match of WrestleMania, and then that happened. Yeah, and that's like, oh my god, tell me I didn't just see that. Yeah, no, I, I can, I can. That was an amazing thing by Kofi Kingston. I just, I mean, we saw it. I would want to tell everyone I saw saw it. Yeah, yeah. All right, continuing on, uh, more goods. Caitlin defeated Eve, which was good. That, yeah, I, I thought it was a. Good match. Caitlin still looks a little sloppy here and there, or no? I think that should have been a tag team match, though. With yeah. Naomi getting the t- the title shot on Sunday's pay per view, I think it should have been Caitlin and Naomi versus Eve and Alicia Fox or something like that. But now, what's the point of having Caitlin go over your Divas champion? Are they going to throw Caitlin as the number one contender now? Probably. I think she's next in line. But that's just me. Yeah. Now does okay, okay, all right. Continuing on, uh, AJ and John Cena win the Kiss of the Year, which AJ couldn't have lost this because yeah, she was nominated for every single uh, nominee. What happened, to, what happened to Eve and John Cena? Oh yeah, that's right. Back in February. Oh yeah, that was right. I totally. Or uh, Zack Ryder and Eve. Yeah, that too. That ever happened? I think so. 
I don't ever recall that happening. No. Regardless, that's two. Kane and AJ Lee should have won because that's weird that I said Lee, but Kane and AJ should have won because that was, I mean, who would want to be kissed? She like fuck. She was ready to bang him. Yeah, that was like she just she just looked him dead in the eyes and she just said, "Let's have sex." Uh, this should have been sponsored by like uh, some cold sore medication. Yeah, right, Abriva. Yeah, it's sponsored by Abriva. <laughs> I know, but there was more that came out of this uh, for Kiss of the Year. Uh, Dolph Ziggler then comes out, and so does Vicky Guerrero, and then this leads to AJ kissing Dolph Ziggler and really, really getting at it. <laughs> I, you- thought, I, I was surprised with this when she planted one on him, and then he started reacting to it. I was just like, "Wow." Well, what is it? What does the shirt say? He steals the show and your girlfriend. So he just. But but that's that that to me like was John Cena really going out with AJ in storyline? I don't think so. No, no. And wait, does that prove that Vicky Guerrero was right and that AJ was screwing around with John Cena in those hotel rooms? It's like that's what doesn't make sense to me anymore. I don't think we'll ever know. We right? Won't, we won't ever know. All right. Uh, one good – well, to me, it was amazing. I think Dave was amazing. Brandon Brandon hated the whole entire thing. Honestly, I don't think Dave thought it was amazing. Dave, we were talking afterwards. You didn't say it. Okay. He didn't say amazing, but I loved I loved this next segment. You had the return of the 16-time World Heavyweight Champion to WWE programming. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, returns. All right. Now, I'm going to – before this happened – did you, you guys hear anything Ric Flair related on TV or of no? Course we heard it. Yes, we heard it. What did you think? You were hearing shit? Before th- he came out, before like, yes, his theme yes, song hit. Yes. Before they, they went to commercial. They went to commercial. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Well, what had happened was they were like, woo, 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 or something like that, and then cut to commercial. No, that and was, that was that, afterwards. No, I, that was pretty much before the commercial, I think. And then what? They, from commercial, and they were like, oh, we have a special guest here, blah, blah, blah. They were building up that they had a special guest, and they went to commercial, and they came back. Oh, we have a special guest, and people were like, "Oh my God, Ric Flair's here!" And then some people were like, "Oh my God, they're definitely trolling us right now with Ric Flair voice and everything." And then came out Ric Flair. You did, you, but you did hear a Ric Flair. Everyone heard it. Well, Chris didn't hear it. No, I didn't hear it. I don't remember that. I just remember them coming back from commercial break. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the WWE. Maybe I wasn't paying attention that well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not you, Brandon, and I'm not so meticulous on everything. I thought I heard it, and I was very confused. I was just like, did I hear that? Like, did they actually just kind of uh, give away that Ric Flair was there? I was very confused with it. I don't give. I I don't give a fuck. It's goddamn Ric Flair. It was. It was. I thought it was great. I thought him coming out. He got the. In this, the the necessary ovation that he deserved. He cut, you know, he cut a Ric Flair style promo, which was awesome, saying how he's not going to be able to. He's like, I can't hang out with anybody tonight or tell you where I'm going to go, which is funny. I popped. And I don't know. I, to me, I couldn't have cared less. I know because you don't like Ric Flair. But it, to me, it was just a segment that was. I, I would have popped if he came back and he was introduced as the general manager. When Vicky Guerrero, when Vince McMahon was announcing that, that would have been a huge pop for me. I don't know. I didn't like the fact that he won super. He was given Superstar of the Year. Yeah, I didn't like that either. But I liked seeing him back on well, WWE. John Cena shouldn't have been Superstar of the Year. Should CM Punk. CM yeah. Punk. Oh yeah. CM Punk hands down. Which is like I don't. I just don't understand it. I which don't... leads me to believe I don't understand. I don't think that. First of all, the only way to vote for this was on that stupid WWE app. I like that app. 
I there it's the dumbest thing ever because you don't have a fucking smartphone or anything anything I, related to using that application, so you don't know nothing about it. Stupidest I down I downloaded it, but then I deleted it. I like it actually. For the simple fact that it doesn't give people more range to vote for stuff. No, it doesn't. We know this, and we've known this for a long time that Raw Active is fucking rigged. Right, so. But for everything else that they give you, all the backstage stuff, I like it a lot. Anyway, but Ric Flair came out, was, yeah, awarded Superstar of the Year by John Cena, was then confronted by CM Punk, which then led to CM Punk wanting to fight Ric Flair, and Ric Flair getting his ass kicked by getting a uh, crutch broken over his back. I thought he was immediately going to start bleeding from the face. That was just me. It's like, oh my god, he's hit, got hit in the back. Blade. Well, oh my I, god. Don't, I don't think... They probably told Flair, like, you can't do that. Yeah, I know they probably did, but, you know, just maybe because of all the scar tissue, maybe something would just pop open. I uh, like how Flair just popped right up and nailed him with the rake to the uh, with the rake to the rake eyes and stuff like that. Yeah, and then hit Paul Heyman with a figure four, which I thought was great. Was yeah, like a, that, was, that, that went was, over huge. It you know? did. And then right after the shield coming out, kind of went over even more huge. Because everyone's like, oh, shit, the shield's coming out. And then you have Ryback and Team Hell No fight off uh, the shield for the night. Oh. That was kind of confusing, just because when we you see the shield coming down, then they cut to the commercial break, and then when we come back, the Hell No is battling out there with the shield. Yeah, I mean Ric Flair. Yeah, whatever it happens, you know, you only get a certain amount of time until you get to hit commercial break, so you never know. And it continues from the TLC. There you go. Maybe the shield will cost uh, the uh, Team Hell No the WWE Tag Team Championship at some point. Yeah. Alrighty, continuing on. Um, oh yeah, we had more bit. Oh yeah, we didn't have we had more bads. I can't uh, I totally forgot about this, but we'll talk about them really quickly. Uh Brodus Clay defeating JTG. Why why'd you have this match? Uh you have Ryback winning the hashtag of the year to war for Feed Me More. Which is bullshit because Zack Ryder's WWYKI was there. Yeah, and it, it, that is used if they if they checked Twitter, it would have been different. But well, I mean, all four of them were trending worldwide throughout the the year. Mm-hmm. But Feed Me More just came about recently. Yeah. And the only one that was really there constantly was Woo Woo Woo, you know it. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Was Boots to Asses nominated? I no, it was People Power and Little Jimmy. Yeah, why was People Power and Little Jimmy fucking? Yeah, I thought maybe, I thought Boots to Asses should have been nominated over Little Jimmy. I agree. Oh, well, Little Jimmy trend, trended a lot this year. But so did Boots to Asses, especially with the return and everything. Yeah, it trended like what four times, five times. It probably trended a lot more than that. Okay, uh, Matt, the LOL of the year was awarded to The Rock. For Can I just say I fucking lost it when Tensai came out. Well, oh, with the with the the ice bag on his head. He, tr- I, I honestly, I really did think it was a stormtrooper helmet. I thought they were spoofing <clears throat> the Shockmaster. Yeah, and then he came out, and it was just an ice pack. Whatever, that was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I thought that. Yeah, I thought their interaction was funny. In I fact, don't understand how The Rock won that category, though, yeah, especially with Hell No there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. First of all, Randy Orton's Food Fight Friendly, fuck you, whoever <laughs> put these nominations together. Agreed. Like, what? Are you kidding me? And whoever vote, what? I don't understand. Why did that win? Because, oh, we need to give The Rock a fucking Slammy Award? I think, oh, yeah. tag me in. Tag me in. Give me the hot tag. Oh, that wasn't even funny. Are you kidding me? You had Harold. You had Sal. Which Sal wasn't even a real person. I just made that up right now. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you can get a hot tag right now. Hot tag. All right. What the fuck are you thinking, fans? I, I was going to rant with the CM Punk not winning Superstar of the Year, but this, more than anything, 
You had Harold. You had the doctor, Doctor Shelby. You had the entire spoof on um, when Harry met Sally in the restaurant. Everybody loved this, and yet you didn't vote for tag it to me, win. Tag me in. All right, fuck this. Tag, you're in. I'm pretty sure it's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think we've known this has been rigged for a very long time. Are you to get tagged in, Chris? I don't really yeah, care because you, you know you know my opinion. You know my opinion yeah, on it. I, I agree with you both. It's I think Lucha Libre rules. Brandon rolled out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Brandon rolled out of the ring. You don't know because, and you're the one that's tweeting about watching Octagon Junior the other day. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got. You. Okay, that was me. I yeah. got you on it. Oh, that was you. Okay. But, yeah. um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree with you. Team Hell No should have, uh, won it. But I think the interaction between Tensai and Santino Morello was funny. The fact that he called him Fat Albert and you have all these Albert chants going was good as Which well. Which is perfect because now it plays into the entire Albert chant because now he can react to them. Yeah. Now yeah. it can't, now when the fans chant Albert, it's not going to be, oh, you were Prince Albert, you were A train and everything. It's going to be, oh, you're Fat Albert. Yeah. And then they can it's just change perfect. his gimmick. I it's think perfect. I. I think I disagree with a lot of the fucking Slammy Awards. I agree. I disagree with a bunch of them, but the way that they did them was good, and that's why we uh, are continuing on with the good. So uh, continuing on with the goods for Monday Night Raw, you had uh, Dolph Ziggler attempting to cash in money in the bank on the big show after a confrontation between Sheamus and the big show, and then John Cena stopping him. Which was very I, uncharacteristic of John Cena. I know, right? Well, you know, I he's had that thing cashed in on him so though. many times. You know, he doesn't want it to be cashed in on the big show. I don't know. Dave, go. Oh, no, I thought it was very uncharacteristic of, like, really the big show at first where they shook hands and everything. But then when Seamus turned around and went to go out of the ring, when Big Show laid into him, calling him a, like, pale potato-eating Irishman, Irishman, I was just like, holy shit, did they just do this? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know. I was just – I was kind of surprised that he actually – Made a comment television. Yeah, I was surprised too. But if John Cena's storyline was was smart, he would let Dolph Ziggler win that. This way, he could go and feud for that championship. Yeah. Like, well, there's no point in having John Cena versus Big Show. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Like, John, you, you, there's your in right there to the championship. Nope. Guess you don't want to see it. Nope, nope. All right. Well, continuing on, we saw at uh, TLC, you had uh, The Miz and Alberto Del Rio in the Brooklyn Brawler against the three-man band. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, you had The Miz, Alberto Del Rio, and the, the innovator of violence, one of the originals of ECW, Tommy Dreamer, getting the win over three-man band, which I know Brandon fucking lost it for. That was amazing. Yeah. I was, I was, I, hoping, I was hoping for, like, Stevie Richards because I saw Stevie Richards is from Philly. But, like, that was a stretch. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't even put two and two together with the ECW, like, home of ECW. Yeah, I didn't think about it either. But I did think, uh, ah, fuck it. I forgot where I was going to go with this. Oh, during this point, um, this is where Twitter actually blocked us because we exceeded the tweet limit. Well, what is it? It's just we reached our limit. So then what happens? They don't block us. (sighs) We're locked out. Yeah, okay. There you go. It's a lockout. Yeah, so we're locked out. So we couldn't tweet up until the entire Ryback stuff. So, but I'm sure we would have had a lot to tweet during this segment. Yeah, well, it, yeah. I, was, I was tweeting from my account. You could follow me there, and if that ever happens again, yeah. If we ever stop tweeting for a period of time, that that means we reached the limit, and you could go follow me. Which is the second time it happened in two weeks, right? Or no? Oh no, no, no! This has not happened in months. Oh, this is the first time. I I didn't remember if it happened last week. Yeah, this hasn't happened in months. Which yeah. I think is actually a great thing because on a three-hour Raw, 
we were entertaining trying to entertain you guys so much that we got what the fuck is that what the fuck I is don't what? know what was that I don't know but let's continue on um, yeah so Tommy Dreamer it's great to see him <laughs> I love the fact that we he got to wear all this house of hardcore stuff <laughs> Which I liked a lot. Uh, well, I mean, they, they've done that in the past where when Rikishi came out, he wore his uh, promotion as well. So, really? But it's always nice to see the cross-promoting. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with all the stuff that Tommy Dreamer has done backstage for all those guys. Hell yeah. Uh, Ryback, another good, won the Newcomer of the Year Award. And, but uh, Okay, what are you going to say, Brandon? Antonio Cesaro, hands down. No, I, 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 I agree on that part, but on a larger scale, I believe Ryback has done a lot more. You know he came. He came in just watching jobbers, and now he's in the main events of. Yeah, but Cesaro has a championship. Okay, Cesaro has a championship. Has, bet- he, has he been, has he been in a major feud with the champ that the WWE champion has been holding it for almost four hundred days? No. So. That's that, not that's not what newcomers like. Yeah, he came on. He came on. What well, he came, get that opportunity? Yeah, he came on the scene. He made, he made the best of it with John Cena's injury, and he was in the, he's he's been a main event there since what uh, November. Antonio, yes, Antonio Cesaro did a great job, but I feel like Ryback has done a little bit more. Oh, uh, what about the fact that Ryback quoted Owen Hart during his acceptance speech? Awesome. I, I'm I'm wondering if that's leaning towards uh, Hall of Fame finally for Owen Hart. Finally, if, if you're not over with, if Ryback's not over with you yet, just the fact that he quoted Owen Hart should put him over. Yeah, absolutely. And Ryback right after got a uh, a count out win over Antonio Cesaro, who was another. Uh, Another candidate for newcomer of the year. Um, more goods. The match of the year being Triple H versus Undertaker from WrestleMania this year. Liked it a lot. Like the fact that Triple H came out on TV and uh, told everybody that we would be seeing more of the Undertaker, which got yeah. a huge pop from the crowd. I really, really was disappointed when Triple H said, "You haven't seen the last of." And I was like, "Oh fuck, he's gonna say me. He's gonna say Triple H is wrestling again." <laughs> I, I didn't want to see that. And then he said Undertaker, and I was like, yes, he's going to wrestle at WrestleMania 29. Just this, um, I was actually really happy with the presenters for this award, with Mean Gene, Ricky Steamboat, or Jim Ross. Absolutely. For some reason, like, I don't know oh. about Ricky Steamboat or Jim Ross, but whenever I see Mean Gene on TV, it, I always pop for that. Did Ricky Steamboat, I believe, said he won Slammy Awards? Yeah, for Match of the Year. Uh, I can't find that anywhere that Ricky Steamboat has ever won a Slammy Award. Okay. Great. He could have meant like other other awards for yeah. his matches. Yeah, I don't never. I don't know. I don't see anything for Slammy Awards. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have your main event, which was actually very good with John Cena and Vicky Guerrero beating Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee. But it wasn't clean. It was via disqualification because you know, as Dave alluded to earlier in the show, we got to see the uh, the debut of NXT rookie Big E Langston coming in and taking out John Cena. You know, hitting him with a ferocious clothesline. And then taking him out with his finisher, the big ending. Well, he's not really NXT rookie. I mean, well, NXT super NXT, NXT superstar. Okay. NXT superstar. Okay, I apologize. Um, yeah, so we got to see uh, the debut of Biggie Langston. I think we've talked about it in the past couple weeks that he was supposed to be the next guy that would be brought up, and he gets, I guess, being brought up with this whole AJ John Cena storyline. Uh, like just the, like not to attend. Like this could be a spoiler, so mute it if you'd like to. <laughs> Right now, he's actually the NXT champion, so it's kind of weird that 
I don't know that he's the NXT champion and now he's debuting. Yeah, no, so do I. I, I just feel like they they kind of I don't want to say they jumped the gun. I think they were just trying to find a way to bring him up. Like, oh, we'll make him an eight. He'll feud Cena and he'll be AJ's bodyguard or whatever it is. I I just think that they brought him in wrong, and everyone was yelling at me on Twitter like, oh. First of all, this one guy wrote saying that, like, oh, fuck you, you John Cena mark, basically. It's like he's Biggie Langston's the future. I don't disagree with Biggie Langston being – I don't, I don't think he's a bad competitor. I think he's a good wrestler. I, I, I was a fan of his stuff in FCW or NXT. Just the way that they had him debut, who debuts wearing a tire like that? It doesn't make sense. Why bring him in in like street clothes if you're going to do that? He's not wrestling a match or anything. It doesn't make sense. Why nobody walks around the streets like that? Unless you're on like a hidden camera show or something. I don't know. I, w- I was a fan of the bringing in, especially as a muscle for AJ, because she was saying how he's pretty much going to protect her from people calling her crazy and everything. But should so, he have been wearing that? I don't. I mean. I guess street clothing would have been more more fitting, but I mean, I I was a fan of his. He he reminds me of kind of like a Monty Brown character, except shorter. Mont, how tall was Monty Brown? Was he short? I don't know. I thought he was like six something. He was awesome, Monty Brown, Marcus Corvan, as you want if you want to call him that, also. But yeah, no, I I I, I like it, but you know, I, I feel like he has no sort of facial expression. Whatsoever, it's just that ice cold stare. Monty Brown was six two. Okay, there we go. How big is B- Biggie, <laughs> really? Biggie Langston? Biggie, Biggie Langston's like five nine, five ten. Uh, five eleven actually. Oh, big whoop! Yeah. Can, can you hear me right now or no? Yeah, I can hear. Yeah, perfectly. we can hear you. <clears throat> All right, I had to. I had to plug in my little eye touch. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, this this whole uh, this whole storyline kind of transitioned over to Super SmackDown Live since it is WWE Week uh, on Tuesday. You had the start. This whole feud start off Miss TV with uh, AJ explaining her actions and coming out with Dolph Ziggler and Biggie Langston. It looks like now they're going to have some sort of little click going on and leading to Biggie Langston taking out Miz. Were, were you guys excited for for Super SmackDown? Yeah, I was. Super SmackDown. Especially because when they were saying how it was commercial free, I was just like, I was full blown behind this. I was so excited to, for it to even start. So oh, I, was, I, I loved it. Yeah, it's been, it's been they, a long time since they did a commercial free event. I think the last one was sponsored by Pepsi. It was Raw, I think. Yeah, they, they didn't even have a sponsor for this one, I don't think. No, they didn't. It was just, it was just live. It was, it was, it was great. I liked it a lot. I was a fan of it. Uh, more fan things I was a, a fan of, which were good, was uh, the match between Z- Damian Sandow and Sin Cara, which uh, Damian Sandow got the win. Rey Mysterio was uh, questionably absent for his tag team partner, which uh, then led after the match to the Shields taking out Sin Cara. But, you know, it's been reported on news sites, not dirt sheets, that apparently Sin Cara is going to be out of action for a while. Apparently he has a nagging uh, knee injury that he's going to be getting taken care of. Which it looked like he kind of tweaked, may, may have tweaked it on TLC. I'm not too sure. I mean, they didn't throw up an X or anything like that, but he was wearing the attire, so it is believable. <laughs> um, and that, but, that is that is also, I believe, that's the WrestleMania attire that he got after he got suspended. Oh, got okay. Injured, quote, unquote. I, I also like the fact that the Shield brought in a very mysterious mask. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought that was pretty cool because then it makes you question, it's like, Wait, they have Rey Mysterio. Did they beat the shit out of him? Did they just go into his locker room and his bag and grab his mask? 
Mean, like, what I, happened? How did Sin Cara get beat up by the shield and still hold on to the mask? That's like if, if Sin Cara was getting, like, if he was falling or whatever and, like, he had beer in his hand, the beer would still be perfectly fine. Yeah, probably. Unspilled. Probably. That's, what they, that's the kind of shit they teach you in Mexico when you're training to be a lucha libre. I know I've been I've been down there I've I've seen it I've seen they it. They teach you how to fo- how to take a beating and still hold on to things. Yeah, yeah. All right, you had a good match between Santino and Tensai on SmackDown this week as well. It was good. I think you know Dave said you know Te- Santino's kind of winning him over more and more. Yeah, I, this match I actually found usually I would be d- hating on Santino, which I have in the past many times, but now I'm starting to see him as that Cabana character in the WWE. Where I'm seeing him as that humorous, entertaining character in this match, I was highly entertained by, and it was it was really a good match. It's what people say is that it's two shitty gimmicks given to two great wrestlers. Whether or not you like the gimmick is up to you. I like both gimmicks. I'm I'm a fan of letting things play out. The, the thing I don't like is how at times Santino's Cobra will be effective, and then other times it'll be like, uh, oh, what the hell? It's a sock. Like how sometimes he'll hit somebody with it and they'll be gone, like knocked out, just done for. And then like on during this match, he hit Tensai with it, and Tensai was just like like stunned for a second. Didn't Tensai stun the Cobra? Huh? I thought Tensai like hurt the Cobra. I think that was after. I'm not too sure. All right. Regardless from that, that's that's three. Uh, yeah, solid match. Good comedic wrestling there. Uh, good match between Kofi Kingston and Hell No. Beating the uh, Wade Barrett and Primetime players. Keeping this whole feud between you know all six of these guys going on. Uh, another good is you have Ryback announcing that the first Raw of 2013, if we make it there, uh, will be CM Punk versus Ryback for the WWE Championship. And then backing up his statement by beating Antonio Cesaro in a good match. And beating him clean and now with a uh, count out win. Which uh, was good. Uh, then you have another good, which is your main event, which Sheamus and Cena going over uh, the Big Show and Dolph Ziggler with the help of Biggie Langston causing the disqualification. Wait, no, no, John Cena won that. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. Oh, is that you said that? Yes, I did say that. Brandon. Oh, I thought you said Sheamus won. No, yeah, I said John Cena. It was a tag team match, stupid. Oh right, right. Okay, my bad. You yeah. dumb, dumb. Yeah. Yeah, you right. dumb dumb. They won via uh, by disqualification, buddy. Yeah, right. Okay, so that, that there's our goods. You have our middles going in here. Um, AJ and Caitlin brawling in the back, which then leads to Caitlin going out injured, but yet defeating uh, Eve. So, oh, let me let me just say that that brawl in the back, I thought that was awesome. Dave got a huge chubby, but no, seriously, for a backstage <laughs> brawl, I thought that this was just a very a very good brawl. Where usually you wouldn't see something like that out of the men. I feel like this brawl really, I don't know. Am I wrong or no? No. Like, were you guys really entertained from this brawl backstage? Yeah, because she threw into the soda tower. I was like, yeah, kill her. Rip her face off. So, yeah, no, I liked it. And the fact that Caitlyn's going over the eve, it's just like, yeah, we saw this on Monday night. Did you like that backstage fight or did you like Tommy Dreamer getting beat down by the shield oh yeah that's I, right we didn't I, talk about I actually, that I actually like the backstage fight between the two divas more than the beat down by the shield I liked it like Seth Rollins was just like screaming at the top of his lungs this is our house Tommy but, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what the payoff was for that but 
Yeah, just showing them that you know people can't come back to the WWE because it's now it's their place. It'd be pretty cool if we saw like some sort of. I'm always like a fan of that nostalgia type of thing where it just takes that one little beatdown for something to spark. Was yeah. his last match with Zack Ryder? Yeah, his last match yeah. in WWE was against Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder beat him, and he was got kicked out of town. Yeah, retired. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty. So yeah, that was good. Yeah, you know, Divas Division is just you know is what it is right now. And then another middle, you have Brodus Clay defeating Brad Maddox, who was uh, looking for a job on SmackDown. And Teddy Long giving him the opportunity because, you know, he's got his own YouTube show. He's got a camera guy. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Chris Jericho back in the day with Ralphus. But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, so, I wasn't I wasn't that big of a fan. I don't understand why he keeps getting chances. If- yeah, it's, it's it's like Colin Delaney. You know, every week Colin Delaney would come out and say he gave 100% and he'd just get his ass kicked. Yeah, but Colin Delaney was coming in as, like, the underdog. Yeah. He's coming in as, like, the... Yeah, I feel like it's two different things. Um, do you... Th- oh, fuck. What? Oh, do you guys actually... is Does he have a big YouTube show, or is this just like, oh, he has 25 views? I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Yeah, me neither. I've heard of it. I've never seen it, though. Yeah. Man. I mean, the only YouTube show that I watch, really, is Zichuan on Story... Occasionally I'll watch Ziggler's. Occasionally I watch Santino's. I'll never watch Maddox. Yeah, I won't watch it either. All right. Well, I think we need we need a little break here, gentlemen, because we've been talking for uh, about an hour or so. I mean, we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about more WWE stuff. Maybe we have a small little list. But let's get into a musical interlude. Uh, If you guys ever want to submit a musical interlude to our podcast, feel free. Go to markingout1 at gmail.com. Uh, this is something that I have been very excited to share with everybody. This is uh, the first song recorded by my band, Carve Your Niche, or Carve Your Niche, or Carve Your Quiche, as Brandon likes to say, because he doesn't know how to phonetically spell out things. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, this song is called Buried. This is the first song that we've recorded, uh, and this is the world premiere, actually. No one, We haven't even put it on our Facebook page or anything like that, so we're playing it first on Marking Out, and uh, when we come back, we have, uh, we're going to talk some more WWE talk, and we're going to talk about uh, some interesting stuff going on here on Marking Out.
And we are back on Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. That was my band, Carve Your Niche, with the song Buried. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash, slash Carve Your Niche, or you can follow us on Twitter at CYN Band. So go like us. We need some more likes on the Facebook page. And all those Photoshop pictures I did myself, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah you guys have one picture where all of your faces are pretty much combined. I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah, I did that myself. You're welcome. Yeah, and, I like that picture. And, no, you didn't. Uh, anyway, anyway, it is it is the uh, it is the eve of the apocalypse, and what better way to ring in the apocalypse by doing a list? So uh, this week we um, compiled each of us compiled a list of who we want on our team on our side during a apocalypse, an apocalypse, I should say. Uh, let's start off with Dave first. Oh wow! All right, <laughs> it's like he wasn't expecting that. It's like oh. I wasn't. He's like Taylor Swift at award shows. All right. I'm going to do – well, I'm not going to do, but I'm going to choose Brock Lesnar. Should I say why I chose him or no? Absolutely. All right. I'm choosing Brock Lesnar because he's a muscle and a uh, very strong, fast guy. Paul Heyman because he's a smart negotiator. And if I have to negotiate uh, to get some food or something like that, I think he would be the right guy. I have Layla because she's small – like very flexible she can squeeze through tight spaces plus if everybody else is gone i mean you gotta you gotta get some sex in there and uh procreate get some uh repopulate the world and then i also have kane because once again he's a muscle guy but he's also very bright and who knows maybe he could do some dental on the side and then i'm also gonna do, choose john morrison because of his ability to climb and jump with his parkour training I feel like he would be a very big uh, asset to any team. All right, cool. Brandon? I just chose Pikachu. That's it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I also have Brock Lesnar because he's he's the muscle. He's quick on his feet and everything. Uh, I chose Mark Henry because he's also the muscle and he could break through shit for me. I, and, yeah, he's, and, yeah. he's your, and he's your black brother? Yeah, I guess. Um you know, this next one is a toss-up. I'm going to just I'm gonna throw out Shawn Michaels because he's probably an excellent hunter. Okay. So if we needed food, boom, Shawn Michaels gets that. Well, you got Brock Lesnar for that too. Brock Lesnar could go fucking hunting with his bare hands. Does he hunt? Yeah. yeah he lives in like the woods from, in Minnesota. Yeah, was, right. Yeah, whatever. Shawn Michaels doesn't hurt to hunt in a team. I know I can't give any. I know if I was there, I can't give anything to the team. So Brandon would just stay at the dinner table waiting for them to cook all the meals and bring it over to them. I'll I'll help cook, but like if I see if I see somebody who's like, hey, Brandon, want to come over here and shoot this fucking alligator? I'm like, no, I don't want to touch that. And it's and then my last two, I have Caitlin. What? I didn't. I'm you sorry. I turned more. my I turned my microphone off. My mom just called me. You have two more. Yeah, Brandon. Wait, are we? What are we doing now? We're still recording. Well, what the fuck? Asshole. Asshole. Keep on going. You got the list and finish. Fucking picked up the phone and says, "Hi, I'm recording a podcast." I thought he stopped it. I know, but I turned my microphone off. What are you talking about? He wasn't. He didn't say anything. They didn't hear anything. I heard it. So regardless, that's five, I think. Four. Four. Yeah. Three. Regardless, that's five. Like I said, I have Caitlin and I have Kelly Kelly because if 
there's one of them that denies me. The other one has to not deny me, or maybe they'll both not deny me, and I'll have the first threesome after the apocalypse. So, all right, there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, my list. I have Kane and the Undertaker because you got to have the dead man on your team after Apocalypse, because you know he can shoot flames and fire, and also Kane too, because you know as as, <laughs> as Dave said, he's smart, and uh, you know he can definitely get us out of some uh, stuff. What are you laughing at, fuckwad? <laughs> you went the kayfabe route. Why? Yeah, I I did go the kayfabe route. I really fucked yourself. Shoot flames. Yeah. Listen, hey, we need a fire Undertaker. Go. Undertaker needs a pyro team for that. All right, yeah. Then, then the, the the next three people are going to be Undertaker's pyro team. No, um, third person is going to be Daniel Bryan, just in case all of the meat in the world has been taken out due to uh, you know famine or disease or anything like that. We have Daniel Bryan, who's a vegan, that'll help us. In... You eat, you'd eat Daniel Bryan. No, because he can help us with some vegan recipes. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> You know what? I'm done with this podcast. Fuck you guys. I'm done. He's cheating all over your list. Yeah. You know what? I, you know what? And I was. Yeah, listen. You're going to get shot down by both Kelly Kelly and Caitlin. All right? So, bam, fucking roasted on you. Bam, roasted. On you. All right? Listen, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think outside the box here. Listen, what happens if there's no chickens, no cows, no sort of fucking goose for foie gras or anything like that? You're going to need to eat something. And you have What to- happens if the carrots and celery are covered in, in post apocalyptic dust or something? Mung. Mung? What is mung? Mung's the stuff that comes out of dead people. What if it's... What if it, I thought that was zydrate. No, it's mung. What if you can't eat any food or anything? Well, you can eat grass, and Daniel Bryan will find a great grass recipe for us. And plus, <laughs> he can kick the shit out of people, all right? Yes. I, I'm, you done now? You done yes. shitting all over my list? What do you, I'm going to call you Dave with the fucking promotion list here. Shit, I, I, no, I was thinking oh, the exact same I thing. I wasn't shitting on your list. I just thought it was funny you said Undertaker because he could shoot flames. Yeah. Well, you know, he's the, he's the goddamn dead man, all right? He's the fucking the American badass. Make me famous. Now I sound like Dave. Christ. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, number four. I'll just put two chicks in there. Number four, I'll put Caitlin, and then I'll put... um. Um, Kelly Keller. No, fuck Kelly Kelly. I don't want. I want the herpes. Come on, it's post-apocalyptic world. We're trying to get rid of disease here. Um, Caitlin and let's see, hot chick, hot chick. Sarah Del Rey. We'll put Sarah Del Rey in there because she's a badass too. She'll probably kick some people in the face or whatever. So yeah, there's our list. Post-apocalyptic teams to uh, lead us. It's like a like when we were deciding this, we were like. What kind of apocalypse is it? Is it, you know, zombie apocalypse? Is it nuclear apocalypse? Is it, you know... Vampires. Uh, tell, uh, tell us, if you're listening right now, tell us who you would have on your team. If, if you're listening to this, because we may and, not And survived. also, if you're listening to this, just tell me that you fucking hate me. Yeah, and, t- <laughs> and tell both of them, hey, stop shitting all over Chris's list. No, I wasn't shitting on your yeah, list, okay. though. All right, bullshit. Bull... But, no, seriously, but fuck that. I wasn't... I wasn't shitting on your you list. You know what? You're using it wrong. Yeah, okay. Stop using insider terms, Chris. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Sheets with a Z. (laughs) Fuck that. Fuck that guy. Seriously. So you said butt fuck that. That was that would have been correct. All right. I don't care. <laughs> Let's get on to some more WWE talk here. We had a WWE main event from this week, which was just tag team wrestling. And like all tag team wrestling. You had uh, the main event, which was the number one contenders for the tag team titles, the Rhodes Scholars. Facing off against Team Hell No and Team Hell No getting the win. Now, does this mean that Cody Rhodes and Sandow are to the end of the line now? I believe so. Because they got their shot. 
because that was a championship title match. Yeah. I think it's pretty awesome the main event, just because if you're at a live event, then they record a match to the, of this caliber or one featuring John Cena or something like that before the entire like Raw or SmackDown show. I think that's awesome. No, I I totally agree. Yeah. I'm right, I they was... record this before everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they record it. Yeah, because usually with SmackDown shows, they started at um like six forty five because then they do they do main event. Um, I think they do Slam and then they do SmackDown. Yeah, I just think that's awesome. Well, and then they also have superstars thrown in there. With, but I think they unless, do, unless that's on Raw. Now. I think that's on Raw. I don't know. I I haven't gone to a, a show in a while. I, I feel like think- they probably do one main event. Uh, they probably do one main event match on Raw, then one superstars match on Raw, and then they do the other one with the SmackDown. Oh yeah, true, true. But yeah, so I just, this- yeah, I just I just think that this that main event is a great show. No, I so do I. You know. Um, so now it looks like Road Scholars are at the back of the line. You're going to have to figure out who uh, is going to be next. And I think maybe that this next match on main event kind of solidified who may be next and running. You have the primetime players defeating uh, Team Cobra. Who maybe- get all the chances in the world. I know, right? Maybe. Yeah, just- I don't mean to shit on uh, Cobra or whatnot, but why no. are the Usos not in there yet? Well, yeah, right. That's true. Why it should, it, why should it be the primetime players? It should no, be no. primetime players versus the Usos no, for number does, one. Why did the primetime players continuously get shots? That's true. Affirmative action? But the Usos haven't, made, haven't gotten a shot. Regardless, that's 12. I think that the Not Usos six. need to be in there. No, I, I agree with you on that. I think the, I, the Usos during that elimination tag team match like shined yeah. big time in that match. I mean, you know I, put, put Kid and uh, Gabriel in there. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I find I find ourselves saying that a lot on the on each show. We didn't say it at all this show, except for just then, but yes, absolutely seemed like a catchphrase of sorts. But I think it's more funny that Michael Cole acknowledges Santino Morella's walking record, walking award, whatever it was, yet he refuses to Acknowledge refuse- that the internet championship is a real title. Which makes no sense. But the best is the Miz is just like that was hilarious. He's like, so yeah, that was a bam roasted if I've ever heard of one. Absolutely, to, he, to Miz, right? Yeah, he's like, see, the Miz, no, the Miz was like, he's like, you like the million dollar title, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, well, no, no, he said you like the million dollar belt. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, well, that's the same thing as the internet championship. And Michael Cole's like, well, it's uh, it's actually a title, not a belt. And he goes, he goes, no, oh, well, you don't, you don't really, uh. Well, it's the reason why it's a belt is because you don't really defend the million dollar title, even though you did. But that was still bam roasted, so I think it was a bam roasted to Miz. No, it wasn't. You didn't. You don't defend the internet championship either. It's supposed. Right. To, it's that's, supposed to be defended. That's why, Russell- that's why it should be a bam roasted to Miz because he called it a belt and tried to undig himself from that and dug himself deeper. Yeah, whatever. But still, the internet championship is a legitimate title. It's in WWE 13. All right. It's still real to me. Damn it. Good. 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 Dave. All right. So that was main event. And uh, right after main event, like seriously, right after main event was the 10th annual Tribute to the Troops, the uh, annual show dedicated to the armed forces of the United States of America. I'm glad that you called it the 10th annual instead of the 10th anniversary. Yeah. Because, I mean, we did the math. Yeah, it's an annual, not anniversary. It's nine years ago, which means... People, for for it to have been the 10th anniversary of the tribute to the troops, that means WWE is counting 2003 as year one, as the first year anniversary, which makes no sense. It's so. year zero. 
And they did that with with WrestleMania, I believe. They did it with SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. They don't. Am I wrong in this? I don't understand. No, I, I actually agree with you because how you gave me that um, scenario with anniversaries. Is that right? That's how anniversaries work, right? Yeah, like coming up in June is going to be my one year anniversary married right. to Rachel. I said the so then the year after that, are you three years or are you two? Two years. Technically, we've been dating for it'll be four years on but, January 11th. But not technical from the day that you were married. Yeah. It's said, two years. I wrote, on, I wrote that on Twitter. I was like, you don't, when you get married, that's not your first anniversary. The first anniversary is the year after you get married. Yeah, An no. anniversary is something that celebrates the date it starts. So 2003 to 2012 is only nine years. Yes, it was 10 events. That's, you could say the 10th annual, but you can't say it's the 10th anniversary. Dude, like, Brandon, you are going on just rants today, bro. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. And people writing like, yo, bro, get over it on Twitter. It's like, but. Are you implying it with that voice that somebody wrote to you and said, get, bro, get over it? get brogue over it whatever regardless that's seven um tribute to the troops yeah good show you know what the only thing that really stuck out to me were the muppets why did why did on kermit's dressing room why was that looking like a circuit breaker and because it probably was <laughs> like it didn't make sense why fozzy bear had an actual dressing room but kermit said on a little circuit breaker yeah i don't know i thought i thought that was good i thought ms tv was very funny um, am i ever Am I the only one that ever gets kind of, I don't want to say let down or disappointed, because I'm not, but um, when they don't, ha- when they have it inside of an arena? Yeah, I, well, I mean, for, I mean I, I'd rather it be overseas in like the desert and shit like that. Like 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 how it is in WWE 13, with the tribute w- to the WWE 13, arena. it's not in WWE 13. It isn't? No, I think oh. you, have to, uh, you have to download it or create it yourself, which you they give you the option to create an outdoor arena like that. So. Oh, okay, great. But it, I think it's it, because it's because we've seen it so many years outside that now they've started to do it home. I think it's a little just, bit more cost efficient if they do it home. But I just feel like it. It's a little bit more. I don't want to like you see. I don't want to say meaningful or anything like that. But I feel like it kind of hits a little bit more when it's somewhere where you're not used to seeing but it's home now like the war in iraq that's pretty much done the war in iraq is over afghanistan is slowly but surely yeah i, I don't want to get into politics on this show this yeah I mean, no it's not it's not politics though it's it's afghanistan they're slowly pulling out but we it's, still have troops wanna, over there right but they it's they it's not like wwe doesn't go over there they still they spent a week before they taped this over there or whatever a couple of them did Rand, yeah. like Randy Orton was on the show, but Randy Orton, which we didn't even talk about, was taken out last week on SmackDown by the Shields, which should have been an amazing. But he was on tribute to the troops because they recorded it a month ago. Which also, I would like to say that the commentary sounded very good compared to other years when they fed in commentary. Because they did the commentary on like Tuesday, you saw it. You you saw like Michael Cole and. Uh, JBL just looking down at their screens and not even talking when they did those yeah. cuts to like that really? side of the room. Yeah. yeah. Because I, they were that talking. Was, that, wasn't they, that, that was not live commentary. No, they, they were talking about Biggie Langston and like yeah. shit like that. Wow. Yeah. Well, like normally, normally when they had fed in dubbed over commentary, it sounded dubbed over. Yeah. This, this was this good. This was good. Yeah. I was going to say this good. This good. Um, I liked the, as I said, the Muppets were, were awesome. I liked the interaction that Daniel Bryan had with Animal and then the goat, which I thought was very funny. That was a highlight of the entire show for me. And I like the, the Randy Orton injury. 
Yeah, but that but that was SmackDown. That was a tribute to the troops. No, it was oh, tribute it was to the troops. troops. Oh, oh, it was it was a tribute yeah. to the troops? Okay, yeah, like, tribute to the troops. He, well, like he he broke his hand, but they're playing it off as he uh, injured his shoulder, which is stupid because during the match he's favoring it, his hand. He better come back as Cowboy Bob Orton the <laughs> third. I'll be so I'll be so pissed if he comes back as Randy Orton. I Not- just don't understand why they just don't say he hurt his hand. Why do they have to say that he hurt his shoulder? It doesn't make him look any more tough that he hurt his shoulder than his hand. Because yeah. they want to play it off with the shield, with the whole concussion angle. Like concussion, shoulder, stuff like that. But but that that doesn't – I don't know. Yeah, but I think, I think Flo Rida and I think Kid Rock did an excellent job at blowing that. out of the park. No, really they did, I think. Yeah, you know what? You like that type of music as everybody – I don't, I don't like – I typically do not like the kind of music that Flo Rida does, but – I, I, it's I do. Nice that they I, give back for the. Was he the, was he singing off of a track again? No, it actually I, sounded it actually sounded a lot better than WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't think he was singing off of a. I think he was he was singing live at WrestleMania. I think. No, he was lip syncing at WrestleMania. I don't know. If there was, was only the, there was only those couple of parts where he's like, where he's yeah, like, yeah, woo, yeah, woo. pretty much, but. I, I don't like you know I fast forwarded through all that stuff. It's it's not my it's not my cup of tea. Uh, I, mean, no, I want to see Heath Slater and Flo Rider still go at it. I I agree with you on that one. But the main event was something that really stuck out to me, and it was it was perfect booking by the WWE to put John Cena against Antonio Cesaro. Especially when uh, Cesaro was cutting that promo leading up to it, where he was just ripping America and everything. He got so much heat, nuclear heat, bro. Even before that, though, I was surprised that they were. Uh... They were letting heels be heels. Yeah. Like, typically, we don't see because they were entertaining for the troops. They don't but, really see people get booed. Damian Sandow came out and cut a mean promo. On Miss Piggy, that was great. Who, I, like, of the three of us, would any of you marry Miss Piggy? No, because I'm married. Dave? Uh, she's she's a Muppet. Yeah. yeah. You know, Dave's like, she doesn't have any orifices for me. You know, to, you uh, actually, she does. Okay, you're creepy. <laughs> yeah, we know he's creepy. Come on. I, I would uh, totally uh, stick my, you know, inside her hand socket. <laughs> well, obviously we know what Brandon's thought about. Make make my mouth. Oh, Kermy, make my mouth move. <laughs> Dave, move your hand. Oh, Miss Piggy, move your head up and down. I can't do that until you do it with your hand, David. This is really happening right now, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, waka waka. <laughs> I did. Oh, I dated a. Uh, I dated a girl in high school that people used to call Miss Piggy for some reason. I don't that's, know why. That's not nice. Yeah, I, I don't know why she wasn't fat or did she, she smell like bacon? It's bacon. Did she have like a pig nose? No, you you know who I'm talking about too. Was she a mean bitch? Yeah, she was a mean bitch. Well, Miss Piggy's a mean bitch. Yeah, and all I'll say is hashtag plate size. Um, all right, so that was tribute to the troops. Another great uh, way to. Uh, honor our troops that have been fighting for us overseas and at home as well. And they're probably in the barracks right now helping all the crazies uh, from the Mayan apocalypse. But let's uh, get this show ended. And no, let's get- first of all, didn't they find more dates? They found more dates. People are blowing this out of proportion. Listen, there's been dates since, okay, 1984, that George Orwell book. People blew that out of proportion and said the world's supposed to end in 1984. Um, the year 2000 with Y2K. Yeah. Like, the world was supposed to end there. All the computers were supposed to shut down. That was supposed to happen. Notre Dame predicted that the world was supposed to end in 2007. That didn't happen. 2012, the Mayan apocalypse, the John Cusack movie. It's not going to happen. But anyway, let's get... What will happen, though, is that I will, hopefully before the end of the year, which I don't see it happening, actually, now that I think about it, got to have a Carvel cake. 
Brandon, I will bring – I'm off next week pretty much, so I will bring you a Carvel cake. I want one last Whopper. You're not going to – what, in the year 2012? Uh, no, I've, I have not had a Whopper in like 17 years. I will put no, – I seven. will get you a Fudgy the Whale cake and put Whoppers like all over it. I don't want Fudgy the Whale. I don't Wait, like- are we actually doing this? Are we holding Chris to this now? <laughs> that will bring – oh, speaking of holding Chris to shit, are we done with WWE yet or no? A little bit. Why? I the, the fucking big old slap chop bet? What? None of us were wrong. I couldn't find shit. <laughs> All right, so there you go. No, no, none of us have to get no, a slap chop. I want to know that too, though. Okay, good. Is that the they were? We, I went to both segments that that were with both matches, and not once did we say anything about the uh, NYWC screw job. So maybe we tweeted about it. Yeah, it was probably which tweeting. means both of you got to take a chop, or somebody. No, it gets it, it, or it get, somebody who offered to take our chops will take our chops. Yeah, feel quick. Oh, we're supposed not supposed to mention names on here. Oh, no, dude, come on. Oh, that's two. That's two. It doesn't matter, Anthony Capozzi. Oh, oh, that's three. What are you doing? I, don't have, I don't have anyone to mention. What's my mom, on? it's her birthday. Oh. Oh, oh shit. My, my stepfather, it was his birthday yesterday. Oh. oh my dad's birthday the day before, so happy birthday to all three of them. Oh, let's just mention, say let's just mention everybody else. Juan, Andrew. Oh, what's going on? I don't oh. have anyone to mention. <laughs> what did you say? Sal? Oh, yeah, oh, Sal, Sal too. Here we go, Sal. I'm actually going to visit him tomorrow. Sal, are you out of your mind? Let's not mention Dan. Oh, we mentioned Dan already. Oh, no, we mentioned Dan. Damn. Little neighborhood joint. All right, let's get into shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Go follow Kayla at WWE Defiance. She actually informed us a few times during Tribute to the Troops, or right, Tribute to the Troops, that we were featured on the WWE app. Uh, app. So that was pretty awesome of her. Yeah, so my niece is named Kayla. So you guys have uh, something good in common. Good name. Good name. I'm also, also a godfather. Go, fo- go follow at MNR Robert Rage. He actually has a, uh, what is it, a radio show. Go follow, go check it out, radioinfluence.com slash category slash Monday Night Rage. Brandon, are you going to do the uh, Macho Man uh, impression oh, for that? Yeah, because my voice is just losing it from yelling about names. <laughs> The world is going to end. I might as well give a uh, shameless plug to this person. Go follow at Asakira. If you're over 18, then you're good to go. Oh, okay. I was like, who the fuck is that? Then I realized, oh, yeah. Wait, what is that? Go go check her out. If you're over 18, go check it out. If what you're is- over 18, go check her out. She, she, she definitely deserves a plug. Ah. <laughs> what are you talking about? What is that? Yeah, just we'll we'll talk about it after the show. People are gonna be like, you know, we'll have all the young fans be like, who is that? And then she's one of the up top upcoming porn stars. What? She's no, she's not like up and coming. She has been around. What? I've, I've seen why, shit of her. What? Why are you giving her a plug? because uh, it's the last one, and why wouldn't you give her a plug? It's the last one, and you wasted on her. You don't give it to Jay Silva. Shalom. I think we plug Jay Silva every single week yeah, and two and a half wrestlers. <laughs> So we well we haven't given him a plug this week. So Jay Silva, thank you for. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna. You guys keep throwing out names of friends and everything. Forge, I'm, forge, 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 forge. I don't have any friends. I'm just gonna make up names. I don't even know what make up <laughs> names are. Dave. Oh wait, Dave's right there. Oh, I don't hey, know who to say. I'm gonna give a shout out to my friend Chevy Chase. <laughs> Reckless and wasted. Bateri, just name people. Bob Backlund. <laughs> Fuck it, it's episode 98. We might as well just say people. Samurai Del Sol, who else? Tony East, Pat Buck, who else? Kevin Matthews? 
The bad boy podcasting with us. Uh, damn it. Fuck. All right, Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> All right, Chris's match of the week this week. You know what? I have been trying to find something different for match of the week because I feel like I've just been doing whatever I've been seeing weekly on Monday Night, Monday Night Raw and, like, you know, main events. But this week is going to be something different, which will be posted on Facebook.com slash out on Thursday. Uh, it is the premier athlete Tony Nese versus Adam Cole. This was on the pre-show of CCW Best of the Best 2012. Awesome match. I enjoyed it a lot. I'll put it on the Facebook page. But, Brandon, uh, you want to name some more people that you want to shout out? I don't know. Scotty Riggs, Rob Van Dam, Mick Foley, Santa Claus. Did everyone see that? Mick Foley is Santa Claus? Did you see that beard? So I always like that at the end of the tribute to the troops, where the entire where the entire locker room clears out and goes to like thank the troops and everything. I always think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like seeing superstars in that element. Yep. So you're gonna shout anybody out now, Brandon, or we're we just gonna just randomly name people. Just just say Brandon shoutouts. Brandon shoutouts. Brandon shoutouts. Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shoutouts, waka waka. Number one, Ultimo Guerrero gets the first one. I was watching CMLL on Sunday morning at 3 a.m., and he was wrestling so damn awesome. Check it out if it's on again. Who knows? Number two, my cane mask from WWE.com shop, whatever, gets it. It's a decent mask, and it's hard to put on and wear like the Mankind one, but it works. I believe you guys I tweeted pictures of it. And I believe almost every time I went to a wrestling event, the venue that hosted got the shout-out. In this case, fuck the Barclays Center. Uh, the inside of the ball is really nice, I have to say, but the hallways were shit. The trains after, we said it already. So this shout-out goes to Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena, and the Nassau Coliseum because it's close to home. WWE has house shows coming up on the 27th and the 28th in both spots. Attend, don't attend. Paul Heyman is wrestling his first match at Madison Square Garden. So I think I'm actually going to the Nassau Coliseum show. I might be going to with uh, with uh, Rachel. Oh, got a name drop. Another name. Oh yeah, and John and Angela. Oh my God, try to drop. I don't names. have names. <laughs> it's not fair. I don't have anybody who likes me. Yeah, I love. Oh, you. what up, what up, Shelly? What up, John Underhill? Yep. What up, Mon- Montreal Broski? The name dropping episode. Since we're since we're all gonna die, might as well just throw everybody out there that's been supporting us. What's up, Tim Allen? <laughs> What's up? Uh, what was his? Damn it! What was? I was watching. I was watching Home Improvement the other day. What's up, Al? Al Borland. What's up, Al? Wilson. Up, Al. What up, Al? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Larry David. I'd like JTT. I'd like to thank JB Smoove, Jeff Garland, Susie Essman, Cheryl Hines, the cast of Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> um, Matthew Perry, Bigo. We said Bigo yes. already. Uh-oh. Um, Zach Ryder, uh, Mickey Mouse, um, Winnie the Pooh. He was my favorite growing up. Um, Woody from Toy Story, Buzz from Toy Story, which I already got a shout out, kind of from Tim Allen. Um, um, the guys from uh, This Is Hell, because I saw them Sunday while Dave and Brandon were at uh, uh, TLC. The most yeah, awesome. the guys from from This Is Hell. No, the most awesome part about it is like they were talking about hockey for some reason, like during the set, and then Rick, the guitar player, just gets on the the microphone. And he goes, "You know what doesn't take an off season? Fucking wrestling." 
and then me and the the person that I was with we just started Yes Chant and then they were so awesome they really were I had so much fun at that show and I was talking to Travis the vocalist afterwards wearing my Mark and Out shirt he goes so you're the Mark and Out guy huh I'm like yep that's me did you tell us that it's a trio yeah no I just I, I, I kind of just took all the uh the shine on that one so well but, I would like to give a shout out or not a shout out I want to say Aladdin that was one of my favorite movies <laughs> Getting very sentimental here. All right, can we get into it, guys? I don't know. It's our mark out moment of the week. Mark out moment of the week. Uh, Brandon, you can take this one. Um, no, because okay, David, you could take it. Okay, go check out the Broad Hollow Theater. Oh, no, not the Broad Hollow Theater. Um, all right, the mark album of the week was definitely the Brooklyn Brawler coming out at TLC. No, it was more of Brandon marking the fuck yeah, out for Brooklyn Brandon Brawler. Kind of- it was Brandon marking the fuck out. It was, it was funny. First of all, thank you to everyone who wrote in in support of that. Whether or not we actually did it, we won't know. We did. Which we did. But thank you for sending us tweets after it happened. I like that interaction with our fans. Thank you to WWE for making that happen. Thank you to Brooklyn Brawler for that because it was cool to see happen. Um, what else? I didn't mark the fuck out. Like Brandon, I, you stood up out of your chair. You never stand up. I did that I was marking the fuck out. That's right. I never stand up. But it's because I'm going to say another name. Josh Lastman stood up. So Van Dam breaks you. Go follow yeah. him. He stood up, so I fucking stood up. Yeah. What else am I supposed to do? Sit? Yeah, no, because yeah. you've been you've been lobbying this for the longest time, and Dave has shit on you for it, and then it was, you it paid off. Yes, it was a payoff. Well, can I and, tell can I tell my secondary mark at moment of the week? Yes, absolutely. Yes, do it. Please. Why do you want to get all that? You want to get it all of you? Um, Sign Sunday- guys, Jason Linick. No, Chris goes. <laughs> I have a ton of names on a list. Just go, Chris go. Yes, Crisco. I would like to thank <laughs> Mrs. Pint Jason who helped me bake pies in oh ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade. And here comes the water. Um, anyway, no uh, Sunday morning before TLC, I went to the uh, Daniel Bryan signing at the mall, and I have a ticket of his from his last Ring of Honor match that I got signed, and he did not sign it as Daniel Bryan, he signed it as Brian Danielson, which I thought was fucking awesome. The yeah, man. Got to give huge shout outs to Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whatever. He asked me too. He's like, "Do you want me to sign as Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson?" I'm like, "Sir, whatever you want." He asked you that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would have. I would have been like, "Fuck yeah, sign it as Brian Danielson." Well, he signed it as Brian Danielson, so it's great. So now it's in my uh, the cover to the DVD case for the Death Before Dishonor Eight. I think. See, so that's what that's what's really cool is that when you meet a wrestler and they have past gimmicks and you have something from their past gimmick to sign. They don't just sign, like Mick Foley. He'll sign Mankind. He'll sign Cactus Jack. Dude, love. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It really was, and I was totally like taken back. Maybe that'll be a picture. No, the, oh, I I don't want to do There's it. There's so many pictures that we could use. We'll figure it no, out. No, there, yeah. There's Make a collage. Make a collage. That means I have to do more work than I have to, normally Make have to do. Normally, that you don't have to do. Billy Joel. Ryan CM 1992 Macarena underscore XOX for Victoria Ring Flesh Photography. Rick Franklin. I'm Rich Franklin. <laughs> Rick Frank- Franklin. 
Bob Backlund. Marty Bell. Yeah, all right. Well, anyway, that's our show for this week. Cause maybe I want to keep going. Glenn Campbell, no. Dion, Frankie Valley, Neil Sedaka, Neil Diamond. Anyway, that's it. Thank our- you so much. My Chris, I'm sorry. Go. All right, that's our show for this week. Hopefully, next week there'll be a show if we uh, if we survive. Uh, and if, if you're listening to this, we've survived. So yeah, uh, Facebook.com/slash out Twitter.com/slash out You can listen to this and all past episodes on MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for our theme music. Thank you to Nick Matocho for our. A logo and for myself Dave and Brandon we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors and we will see you next week on the podcast maybe maybe cookies without the chocolate chips in them peace out Cub Scouts hope you all live thanks for the chocolate cake oh it's good luck with the chocolate cake